So basically, so this is now starting to record. So this might actually be the in- intro. I don't know. We'll mm. see how it goes. Smells good. It does smell good. Well, as you introduce our sponsor now. Uh, this this episode is sponsored by Time Type Brewing. They brew fantastic brew down the South Kent coast. Today we're drinking Pretentious Moth, an eight percent double IPA. It has most fabulous oh, tin art. It is. Yeah, I think I might quite have to put some of this art into the uh, description of this video of this. It's just fantastic, isn't it? Sort of yeah. the the. And um, yeah, like go, so if you want to get ten percent off your next order, go to timeandtimebrewing.co.uk. I thought it was Time and Time Brewery, not brewing. No, Time and Time Brewing. Is this um, like Mandela effect? Has it always been? There? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to their website, use the code Morning Cup of Ten to get ten percent off your next order. So there you go. That's my sponsor reel for the, uh, <clears> the show. <throat> okay. Well, let's have a. Which one do you want? I have right. the less one. Yeah. Chink. Chink. Oh. Yeah, I get. I guess the reason I wanted to to bring you back on uh, this episode was we're doing quite a lot of work on the changes, the version six changes. I mean, yeah, some of our listeners, there's nothing left in that account, mate. You're not going to get any more out. Get my money's worth. <laughs> it's yeah. worth every penny. Yeah, um, it's even better if you know the, the head brewer. That helps. Um, that, that does help. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so I mean, uh, as, as some of our listeners might know, there's obviously lots of changes to the new standard. Um, See you. See ya. Just goodbye to the cleaner. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So that's why we can have a beer. It is ten past nine at night recording this at the moment. So that's a legitimate time to be drinking beer. We're not recording this during working hours. So yeah, so as as our listeners will know, there's been quite a lot of changes, or if they listen to any of our mini shows or yeah. um read any of our blogs or get our newsletters, they'll see obviously we we've been banging on about it for, for quite a few weeks now because it has it is having quite a big impact on quite a lot of our customers that, that it's come around it. quickly as well yeah wasn't it delayed because of covid initially? yeah yeah i haven't got the i've got the precise dates that's come around very quickly yeah i mean time is flying when you're having time, fun exactly time flies when you're having fun and fours is fun fours is fun that is going to be the clip that's the... to put on instagram isn't it <laughs> trademark <laughs> I won't talk about. No, we're not going to mention the thing we're going to do on April Fools. We'll, we'll leave that. <laughs> we'll, we'll oh, there's a slight tidbit there. There is. Yeah. Uh, that was an Easter the introduction sure, of so. the Fools guide. That's all we're saying. That's yeah. all we're saying. So yeah, I guess I, guess I wanted to. Um, I know you've been spending quite a lot of time <coughs> implementing all the changes ready for our, our customers yeah. um, over the last kind of few weeks. So, kind of hearing from the voices mouth, uh, voices mouth, the horse's mouth. Um, yeah. What? What a. You 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 decided where we start this because in true um, morning cup of fashion, I've done no prep whatsoever. Well, I've I've done <clears throat> for once some prep. Um, so I thought maybe we, we'll quickly go over the. Oh, sorry, we'll we'll go over the bronze differences. Yep. And then did you want to slightly touch on the silver and gold? Yeah, no, I did. I mean, because personally, I think the biggest changes are to silver and gold. Yeah, there, there there's quite a big. Mix up in there. I recorded so. the mini side for silver and gold. Actually, I recorded that this morning, although that goes out next week. Um, <clears> and <throat> I was kind of breathing because I, I know I obviously I have tried to keep abreast of these changes, not as much as you. It was very much <clears throat> things moving. 
Yeah, the, like, the, the, the main the main theme is is language changes. I'm using air quotes when I say that. Lots yeah. of language changes because I, I, I'm not here to put the original standard down, but the, an audit in my eyes, there should no um, uh, um, ambiguity. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it shouldn't be ambiguous, should it? No, it should. Not, no. It's like an exam. Yeah. It should be. This is the question. What you do? Yeah. Not. Sort of, oh yeah, but if you do this, but you know, we're going to throw in lots of shall, won't, you know, and it, it, it's for someone, you know, the, the typical haulier or something like that, that might not have the best reading skills. It can be bloody confusing. Yeah. It, it's, it's as though someone ate a theosaurus and just spat it out. Even it, I struggled with some It's the fact there. that I remember a few years ago, <clears> we were, I say, we, we've used this story a lot recently when explaining these changes, but how like we've had to <clears> correct auditors in the past yeah there's been a handful of times i think the most memorable one was when we were driving back from uh scotland yeah. and we had to stop in a lay-by <laughs> and had to open my computer up to yeah. prove them wrong yeah and you had to kind of literally <laughs> screen grab the page and go well that's the annex says specifically you don't have to do this i think it was about the four's gold practitioner it was a first gold like version five. You didn't need to be a full practitioner. And I think they just un- they just work. released it, didn't they? They didn't they, show you working towards it. And yeah, because yeah, they'd only come in and they had a, a year grace period. And that like, was it. And the order was like, no, you need to have now. I was like, well, the, the standard says here the grace period is till this date and we're before that date. So no, you're wrong. Yeah. Literally black and white, the standard that you are meant to be held to, <clears> you're just interpreting it, air quotes again, and there should be no bloody interpretation of the standard. It should be standardized it's standardized yeah. for a reason so yeah. everyone's working to the same standard and that i think hopefully some of these changes i'm going to start getting quite annoyed and start swearing at this i think we might might work ourselves up a little bit here. well uh, yeah you, you, you're preaching to the converted here yeah, like we have these conversations on a regular occurrence you know it's our groundhog day with these you know, yeah. we're not here again we wanna, we're not here to put it down it's just our opinion and sometimes our interpretation of these things are yeah yeah, but but, but again, that, that's our point. It shouldn't be an interpretation. I think some of the changes that at least that I've seen hmm. have. Well, let, let let let's start with some of the changes. Let, let let's go through kind of what the big the big things that maybe our listeners should be. Bear in mind, some of our listeners are our customers, so they don't, they're only affected by this because it's what they need to do. Yeah, um, compared to what we do as their kind of support kind of package, they they buy from Hub. Yeah. Um, so what are the big, what's the big fundamental changes? It's, I, I, I've got to be honest, the, the biggest change is that language change. It really is such a, such a big change. The way they've worded some of these questions now is fantastic. Like I can really get on board with some of the wording they're doing. Their use of shall and should is now far more improved. It, it really okay. is. But in, but in terms of like real world, like, oh, what new policies have you got to do? Like what new paperwork? Yeah, there, there, there's a handful of changes in bronze. Um, they seem to be hot on... I won't go... I'll probably bounce around. Yeah, I, yeah, I won't go like, through like M1 the, is this, the, M2 is this. To be this. honest, if anyone wants yeah, to... <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants that, there's... We've got guides, we've got blogs, we've got... Yeah. I think I'm even writing a... We've just recorded a free fours course that's going to go live in a few weeks which awesome goes into, this into a lot more detail so the actual prescriptive changes m1 it, that's that you, you're not getting that bullshit here. yeah yeah this is more just saying <clears throat> just a kind of an overview that things have changed and and just things to kind of be aware of on on the horizon when it when it's coming up so yeah yeah so that so yeah so the, the first change there there are 
some new bits of paperwork that are needed. So um, things like that they want um, a health and safety um, procedure instead of having a policy, things like that, and relevant risk assessments. I'm not going to start diving into detail what that means because it's very, again, it's quite a big, all-encompassing thing. I feel like, I feel like thing. we should get like a, a health and safety expert onto this. Do you want to go and put a glasses and a nose? Yeah, a fake nose and a moustache. Yeah, yeah. What is a health and safety procedure? <laughs> How do you sum up the entire health and safety procedure into one document? Yeah, I, yeah it, it, it's a bit... <clears throat> it requires quite a lot of reading. That, you know, again, the, the standard has changed for, for, for the better. Um, but things like um, another change, they seem to be hot on the, these pre-appointment checks when getting new drivers on board. So what that means is it sort of hauliers have got to start checking when they're going for their induction procedure and they're getting new drivers on board. They need to check what their history is like. Not criminal records or anything like that. Depend, Things like depend, Depending on their industry, they would have to. Well, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, if they were delivering in schools, food in schools, for instance, I suppose you probably would need a safety uh, check for that, uh, wouldn't uh, you? Actually, and as you do need, I, I know we were talking to one one prospect a few months <clears> ago. <throat> they did uh, medical um, uh, career work, but mm. did, did medical kind of um, like pharmaceutical stuff. They had to be DBS checked. Yeah, which is the criminal like. What's the difference between a DBS and CRB? CRB is the old one. Oh, it's just the modernised. Yeah. Oh, okay. So DBS right. is Disclosure and Barring Service. It's just a, a new way of reporting. Right, it's fine. It. So, okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, so things like you've got to do a pre-point check. Basically, they've got to declare any accidents they've had in the last. Again, I, I am sitting there praising. I'm going to go back on what I said about Forbes just now. There's a slight bit of ambiguity. Uh, um, being ambiguous. Ambiguity. <laughs> that's not even the right word. Ambiguity. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Idris Elba. <laughs> so basically, so... It's been a long day. Yeah, okay. Long day. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, there's no set time period. So, like, you know, my professional opinion is last five years. Like, get a driver, make, make a note and get the driver to tell you any accidents have been involved in the last five years that have involved insurance companies or police or both. So, five is years, that... I feel, was like a, a nice number because when you do like, your car insurance, you've got to report usually five years. Points last on your license normally five years. Yeah, that sort of thing. Enough, That's my interpretation that, of it. Yeah, so, so, um, um, but again, for further legal advice, please don't sort of seek us because we're not legal advice. No, I mean, joking of course, aside. No, like, yeah, that's we, just my professional opinion. All you can do is interpret <laughs> that. Like, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, um, yeah. Of course, yeah, if, if, you, if you do an appointment check on a, on a new driver and he reports two accidents in, you know, in the last year, you might want to go, actually, do you know what? I might do another couple of years. Can you tell me what you did two years ago, please? And what are you meant to do with the information that you find? <laughs> Again, there's nothing really. I have to double check because I don't think there's much. Let me um, hold on a minute. Let, let's just. This can just show how prepared we have. Yeah. I'm asking you. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. So hold on. There. So there's the changes. Hold on. So, so I'm using a different computer and I'm struggling with the. There we go. So. Should include decoration. I, I I would imagine my professional opinion. Let me just actually find the actual question and look at the notes again. And I apologise. While we're doing, we'll have a quick time and tide interlude. So time and tide are a fantastic brewery. They are based down on the um, the South Kent coast. Um, they've been going for about eight years. I remember Sam, Paul, and Kerry are the uh, founding team. Um, they focus on hop forward beers, um, and yeah. You found it. There you yeah, go. it is. It, it is very tasty beer. I'm going to finish mine. So basically, the question she says exactly what I said. 
Check should, should include requiring drivers to make a declaration of any collisions, both at work and off duty, which involve engagement with an insurance company and or the police. So my professional opinion of that would be if there's some serious stuff there, start thinking about your your professional development plan with the driver. You know, I don't want to go ahead straight away but, and but, say, but do you, but <clears throat> I think, I think there's good practice. In my opinion, if you, if you, like when, when we employ people here at Hub, I, you do <coughs> like um, references yeah, and you do kind of check things and you do look at previous work history and you ask those sorts of questions and it does personally influence how I support them in their next steps yeah, in their sure. career. Like we've had a lot of Kickstarters come through the Kickstarter program for the last kind of year. Yeah. And so I knew where the experience was and what I had to work on to help develop them into the the kind of employees they are today. Um, but that's good <clears> practice. It's not a legal requirement. And if it's not part of the standard, how many people are actually going to do that? No. I think it was a case of in an audit, if you show you've done the checks, that's it. It doesn't really sort of tell you what you need to do. But again, my professional opinion would be I'd, I I wouldn't use it as a tool whether to hire someone or not because any day you know we all have accidents. Uh, and, if there's a history of like you know accidents every single year, you know then that's up to them. Again, I'm not telling people how I shouldn't. But is that also discrete? Is that is that it is a screw? Yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah, because everyone's a, well, everyone deserves a chance. Yeah. But if you're trying to hire a driver that's written off five lorries in like you know two years, then you need to question whether it's the safest option for your business. Whether they should be a driver in the first place, maybe. maybe. Exactly. Maybe yeah. a drive desk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go yeah. go work at Greg's. But the special opinion of that is 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 use it to help develop develop the staff. If you feel that it would be a good idea to tell your insurance company as well, fantastic. Do you have to? You don't have to, no. No, you can employ anyone. You know, you also you have to tell your insurance company who's driving your, your vehicles. You need to show that you're you've got correct procedures, that you're checking their licenses, you know, they've got CPC and But obviously checking. when you were said about it about getting car insurance, you have to declare if you had an accident or whatever. Yeah, so Hawley would do that as well. They would declare how many accidents they've had in that last year. The company has yeah. had, but nothing yeah. to do with nothing drivers to do with the drivers. Years. No, okay, no. But of course, yeah, if they've got a high risk driver, they would be be covered. Yeah, maybe they could tell the insurance company and say, "I have a high risk driver." Okay, your premium is going to show. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Again, yeah, I think it's 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 we've interpreted the way we feel in our professional opinions. But I think in terms of the standard, you've got to show you're doing it. Um, Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, another thing, again, d- diving into that that those driver checks, um, drivers now had to have to do a declaration of their awareness of their responsibilities in the company. So basically, you now need to have proper job descriptions that have responsibilities, what their duty of care is, and they have, the drivers now have to sign for it to to show they understand what they're responsible for. Okay, so. Yeah, that that that's another thing yeah. again. Um, <clears throat> some of the other changes again. I'm probably going to jump around a little bit here. So um, jump around. So <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty past nine. Um, some bits to do with O licenses now. Fools now want to um, know your previous O licenses that may be dormant or not used anymore. They want to know details. Of I those. I must say I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I I can see their. I can see how they're going to use that information. We've had some customers in the past <clears throat> not really know what their own licenses, own licenses was. Yes. And names and company names and like directors and yeah. what was like. So it makes sense so that they don't have to go and do the digging on the own license checker to work out 
kind of the history and stuff because yeah that yeah that, that i do understand that. yeah and it's, it's not just that also it's um they've got to sort of declare any um suspensions or curtailments that sort of thing you know reduce numbers of your own license i mean again um, that, that is all in the public record you can't find it but exactly saying the orders are doing it exactly and actually and showing it, you you're recording it not just in an audit oh i can show you that quickly it's just showing you taking a responsibility yeah, of your business yeah i think it's also <laughs> It's almost like a self-declaration. If you're if you're showing that you've got changes or curtailments or suspensions or whatever, you're declaring you've had it. You, yeah. If 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 an auditor doesn't ask and you don't show it, you can't be held responsible for not telling them. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Yeah. And yeah. so, like as I say, it, it was only after doing, as I say, that customer we were talking about. It's a good a few years ago mm. now, but and very quickly stopped being a customer of ours because they were lying essentially. Um, there was a legal activity, yeah. and so <laughs> which we are quickly, not on board with. Very quickly, like, no, that's the, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to listen to our advice. They're not being part of our, our organisation. Um, <clears throat> but it was only picked up after the fact when someone did a little bit of digging because there was a name change or something. It wasn't initially told because nobody knew to look for it because why would you? It's just you no. shoot the person that puts the company name down. It's the company name. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of like almost like a self-declaration that your company is legit. Yeah, yeah. basically you, you just taking responsibility and stuff yeah, yeah um and also declaring any enforcement sanctions you've had in the last 12 months yeah. that sort of thing so um other things sort of that, that are of noteworthy again this is not a massive thing when you have to show that you're keeping up to date with industry developments aren't you transport updates yeah so you need to show you're keeping up to date with what's going on in industry the morning cover podcast does tick this box by the way it does. Don't want to put a thumb up at the microphone. Yeah, double no. thumbs at the microphone. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I mean, joking aside, I mean the reason why we actually started doing a newsletter all those years ago was so we could share kind of good practice and industry news yeah. and updates, so mm. that people could sort of yeah. get all that in one place. And then the podcast was a natural extension of that. So yeah, and also mm. it turns out that quite a lot of our audience are drivers and drive and therefore listen to stuff. So it's yeah. a fantastic medium for them to get that that information. It's nice to know. Yeah, but basically, so on that list of HSE, DVSA, DVLA, they've now removed the lower city scheme as a um, a way of getting transport updates. Don't ask me why. There's no other updates on that. It's just been removed. Okay. It's not really going to affect anyone, but it's a change. Yeah. You know, it's a small change. Um, first use inspections on how leased and loaned vehicles are managed on, on under vehicles. It's always been there, but again, I think the wording's been a little bit boshy. It now includes leased and loaned vehicles. Yeah. So, you know, when you get an add a new vehicle to the fleet, you need to show it it was serviced and yeah. um, you know, the same as hire vehicles. You know, you need to have certain bits of paperwork in place. I guess, for them. I guess if it's a hire or loan vehicle, it as long as the vehicle is serviced, in the eyes of the law, they don't really get who services it. No, yeah. <clears throat> my ex- my experience with loan vehicles, when I used to work in the waste sector, um, we had really old vehicles and they were breaking down left, right and centre and I, I had constant like vehicles on loan and every time I, I they gave me a new vehicle they would put a big cab folder in the cab yeah. that had the Lola certificate you know the last MIT tacker calibration it was fantastic so I'd take that then look at the service schedule everything was in this yeah. little little folder and I was thinking I wonder what hard companies do now we are going back years ago like you know I was born in you know, 952 yeah. so uh, you, you know it's like it'd be cool no but it'd be cool like if you got in the vehicle and there was a qr code to scan and like oh cool i've got all my digital there are, stuff there are there are 
it's not on the hub road map to do that because that's not really where we swim. We don't actually work no. with that many customers that use loan and lease vehicles. Yeah. Um, in the same way. Um, so <coughs> it's never been a high priority of ours. But yeah, there are there are digital <coughs> solutions out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously, <coughs> this is going to sound a bit salesy, but that's not the point. But hub obviously aims. As you know, primarily at the small operator. Yeah, sure. Whereas loan and hire companies own hundreds of vehicles, so therefore they tend to swim in the in the sea of the of the software companies that support those bigger companies. Yeah, because yeah, they I can understand afford that. To use <clears throat> fairly dated systems, but yeah, that's a, that, uh, let, let's let's leave my uh, my view on technology to another podcast. Meow. Um, <laughs> um, another big change. I say it's not a big change in grand scheme of things but it's a, it's a big change in the way the the, the technology of, of lorries and, and vehicles are going um the some of the questions now change to have obviously instead of having class five and six mirrors fitted to an hgv you're going to have the cameras fitted instead so again so that's the direction that we're going in now you know so it's a requirement to have cameras yeah so basically so, so yeah part of the the, the 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 standard is having class five and six mirrors yeah. So obviously that's the one at the, the the front and the side pointing downwards. Yeah. Basically protect from brochures as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically there are cameras now. Like you see, it's mostly I think um, it's mostly like the new Mercedes you see on the road. Don't have any mirrors. They're all cameras. So they're saying that you could not have the mirrors if you got the cameras, or you need to have the cameras. No, they're saying is they now accept the cameras right, as right. instead of the class five right, six okay, mirrors. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's a small language but, change. Yeah, no, they're no, now no, saying. No, yeah. I think that's quite clear because I think people are like, oh my god, I need to get cameras for like, No, you don't. No. You can use mirrors if you still have them. You don't exactly. have to do it. Yeah. Because obviously, installing those those cameras must be expensive. Yeah, I couldn't. If I you couldn't, have to yeah. retrofit, because obviously. I remember when we were helping customers way back version four to five mm. and everyone's really worried about like class five, six mirrors or having to put like the the windows in the cab doors and stuff mm. and all this retrofitting and stuff. I was like, you don't have to retrofit anything. If you've already got them, it's fine. It's just, yeah. if you have cameras, then that's also fine. It's a sheer panic of the unknown, isn't it? Yes. So, yes. Um, <clears throat> um, License checks. So obviously, license checks haven't really changed. They're still done on a risk-based scale. You know, the more points, basically, the more checks you have to do. Um, but then now they have to make sure they complete an annual declaration. So okay. it's something that we as Hub have been doing yeah. all this for you know since the start of us back from December sort of 2018. But now they're saying you've got to do actual declarations where the drivers are signing forms to say they're yeah. okay, check licenses. So basically, yeah. So it's something obviously hub have been doing all along these driver license declaration forms yeah. but now people have to do them you know declare that the drivers are signing over the details and happy for the for the haulier to check their licenses you know yeah there are certain ways you should be checking them and certain ways you should not be checking them but that's that's down to them so yeah <clears throat> um another big thing and again this was always going to come again we're focusing heavily on the driver at the moment um uh, secondary employment declarations. Yes. So, yeah. and this, so many of our clients <laughs> in this, this sector, if you recall, it was only last year I was asked to do a, a particular policy for this to suit a certain sector of client that we have. Yeah. Um, because night drivers were driving during the day as Uber drivers or Tesco delivery or stacking shelves in Morrison's. Yeah. And that's fine. You're allowed to have two jobs, but 
you need still need to keep it legal and record everything. Yeah. This this form is not to catch people out. People are welcome to earn a living. Like if you're a night driver and you're doing one day a week, you can't survive on that. You need to sustain your your your, your wage, support yourself. So this form has now been uh, brought in to declare the driver to declare, and it's not just secondary employment as in wages. It could be territorial army, it could be charity work, it could be okay. um, being a governor or uh, school governor. Maybe yeah. uh, I didn't think of that one actually. What was I going to say? Fireman. That sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was to cover that. And also the people that do drive Ubers yeah. at night time and might work during the day and stuff like I that. I mean, there, there, there is possibly a, a socio-economic kind of angle to this. Is why do people feel that, like, it, why not why do people feel, obviously, if, you haven't, if you're not earning enough, then you need to earn more money to survive. But maybe just pay your staff enough in the first place and they wouldn't I think, well, yeah, I think if we, if, if we recall back to when we first did it, it was purely because people were being naughty people yeah. were working and earning wages even though, even if they weren't working their night shift they were earning but they were being greedy and working during the day even though the holy was saying i will pay you five nights a week yeah right but you might only work two nights that doesn't give you the right to go and stack shelves in sainsbury's during the day that's yeah. not on so again it, it's not just to cover the, the paid employment and the whole point of it is basically just to record the hours so if I did, if I if I drove a truck for two nights a week for you, Alan, and I was working in Tesco's around the corner, I'd declare it to you and say, these are the hours I do. I do eight hours in. You would go away, put it in your your, your tachograph analysis and keep track of my hours. Yeah. Well, tickety-boo, I'm yeah. legal. Yeah. As long as you are still legal. Of, of course, as long as I'm telling you the yeah. truth, of course, yeah. yeah. And this, but with this form, as soon as the driver signs it, you kind of, it's, it's as, covering, as it's as covering the whole exactly you're you're rescinding your responsibility because you've done your due diligence at that point exactly yeah. so if that holy you know god forbid touch wood that hall that driver has an accident at night time and as transpires that he is working three jobs you've done your bit like yeah. you've done your yeah. bit so i found it interesting anyway. yeah. yeah so yeah. it was always going yeah. to come yeah. um <clears throat> some of the so again I'm, so I'm dipping around a little bit here another change the bronze is, is talking about um roots scheduling and route adherence and this does get a tiny bit sort of complicated um but basically it's is there's new risk assessments like to, for, for for routes from plants to construction sites and stuff like that it's i think it'll probably take quite a long time for me to go through every single bit so yeah, maybe no. this is something we can release as a secondary or it's in another yeah, content if people want it, um, yes, it's... yeah it it, it it's not uber confusing. It's what, just it, for if we were to put this in a context of <clears throat> hub customers on the force plan. Yeah, what do they have to do differently? Nothing. Fine. It, depending if if they have um, a force account manager doing yeah. some of the work so, for them. Yes. Yeah. So, so, if, so if they work with us and they have, they have one of our account managers, then obviously they will they will guide and, and advise how that all works because. It sounds quite complicated for me. It's a bit like when you did your when we had to we have to do staff travel surveys. We have to. I'm guessing it's manual process of looking at individual plants and individual delivery sites and stuff. Yes, yeah, pretty much. And and yeah, so basically, it, it's it's having concrete procedures in place to 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 minimise the risk. You know, going to these these construction sites, um, things like you know. Like yeah, I've got, I've got the question open here. You know, I've got to be honest. I'm, I'm refreshing myself on it, and it touches on sort of permit control routes and you know any um, specialist loads. 
So yeah, it's, it's a bit more in depth, but basically it's about having paperwork in place. There's no special like templates you have to create, yeah. like like S6 template or, or G3 template. It's purely just having policies and procedures in place about your routing right to on. make sure you are being now responsible for it. Again, this is one of the changes from version five. Version five was a little bit wishy-washy, sort of just have a little bit in place, have a, a standard risk assessment, a standard policy. It's a bit more in depth now. So it's, it's a positive change. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a lot harder. <clears throat> Sorry, makes our lives harder. It is, it, yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it is a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah it hurt my brain. Um, this one, quite a lot. <laughs> um, and to be honest, apart from those little changes there, there are a few um, extra policies and procedures um, to add, which we touched on at the beginning. Um, and that, and that's pretty much it. You know, there, there is some language changes, as I said, but on the face of it, there's not many changes of languages. It just makes it a bit easier to understand, really. That's good. So that's pretty much bronze in a in a in a nutshell. So before we dive into silver and gold, I if I prepare something, I would obviously go into an ad break here, but we've not got an ad break, so I ain't gonna do that. Um, but I think it's I guess we could do a bit of a, a hub ad break to a certain extent. It's what we've said here. All the stuff you've kind of we've discussed so far is about kind of evidence that you provide that you inverted commas, air quotes, do things the right way. Yeah. Now, Fours, <clears throat> in all its wonder and glory, can't be checking on you 365 days of the year. No. It's not. They're, they're, all they're doing is auditing you at a fixed point in time. So that's fantastic and great for them. But actually, it's very, it's very easy. And I think a lot of people, I know a traffic commissioner a couple of years ago said that Fours goal is not worth the paper it's written on. Mm. And I still think the view of Fours in the wider transport industry is still not massively high because yeah. it's so easy to fake. Yeah. It's so easy just to get some paperwork from some kind of two-bit consultant that's read the standards and fobbed it off to you and given it to you. And then you go, oh, yeah, here's my folder and you can do it. It's like, well, no, that's not what Fours is about. Fours is about maintaining the standard 365 days a year. Because if you actually do all this, you are running... <clears throat> an effective, efficient, and sustainable business. And I know that sounds really cheesy because it is like our strap line, but it does mean you're running a business properly. Yeah. And I think that's one thing we, we take quite seriously here at Hub is we want to make sure that our customers are operating to that high standard Yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a week, 365 days a year, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. All the time. All the years. All the years. All the years. All the best years of their life they need to be operating to Until the, the year 3000s. Yeah. Don't 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 <laughs> sing, don't sing. You will alienate half our audience with singing that song. Um, yeah, <coughs> but no, you, you you're right. Yeah. yeah, and and that's always got my goat a little bit. Like we touch on every now and again, don't we, Alan? That we get to pick who we work with. Yeah, and we get so many clients approaching us saying, "Can you just do me a folder and just help me fake like the the, the data and the fuel? I'll pay you a thousand pounds." Don't no. care. <laughs> it's no. like, no, don't care. No, no. Thank you, calm regards. And then, Yours and faithfully. And then, and then, and then you have then you have kind of other kind of fly by night consultants out there that will kind of charge people to do e learning for them. It's like, no, the aliens are by the drivers. It's just like you're devaluing the whole thing by doing it's like, that. It's just like e learning's like it's not the most like some of the courses granted that some of them are very lackluster. Yeah. But some of them are quite like decent yeah. yeah but they are quite decent and literally some of them are like 45 minutes long the driver has to do 
a handful of them. One course will last two years. Yeah. Why can't you free up 50 minutes in two years yeah. to help you, you, you just for your job? Yeah, but it goes, it goes back to that. Sorry, but it goes back to that whole like, I just drive a truck. You know, I just drive a lorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a secretary. <laughs> you know, yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. Like, you can't just drive a lorry, unfortunately. That's actually not the future of the industry either. I mean, you've got to look at the demographic, is we need to recruit. There's a yeah. massive driver shortage. And it's because people don't want to work in, in a very uh, unsavory industry. And the ones that do are getting older. Yeah. And so we're going to have to replace them somehow. And I think, I don't really know. Are you thirsty there? You just gotta I'm always sweep, thirsty. Mind sweep three drinks in quick succession <laughs> there. That is ridiculous. There's only two things I'm good at in life, okay? Three things. Fours. <laughs> Very good. I, I was like, did you forget that one? That be... <laughs> number two, drinking <laughs> any liquids. And number three, carrying stuff. Carrying stuff. Yeah, when I was, when I was living like a flat, I had to go up like eight flights of stairs. Being a typical man, I would carry every single bag from Tesco's. Do you know what? And that's what I did. I, here, I'm a very good carrier. Here's, here's a life hack. Look at those mitts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> here's a life hack that I'd never achieved myself, but it's something I saw probably on Instagram at one point is get one of those climbing carabiners. You know, yeah. The ones that clip. And get get the biggest one you get so it fits in your hand. And then you can clip all the bags onto that and then carry the carabiner. Oh, it's so a they, game changer. It, it feels really nice in the hand. It sits really nice. Well, exactly, it, yeah. yeah. You're not being pulled and like getting the re, like the plastic kind of putting anything in. You feel stuff. like you, you, yeah, and the, the baguettes underneath the armpits. Yep, yeah. yeah. And, and they bend, and, and, and then they bend round your arm and yeah. all the warped. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we 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 digress. <laughs> yeah. Um, so silver, silver. So yeah, let, yeah. let's jump into silver. So, so yeah. So obviously. And in the grand scheme of things, obviously bronze is 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 a big deal. Like there's lots and lots of questions in bronze. Silver and gold, obviously, is always less. So there's not loads to talk about. But I think they probably have the biggest changes. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, again, this is not a massive one, and people should be doing it anyway. You've now got to start including um, driver CPC training as part of the PDPs. Yep. And actually keeping track of it. Again, I'm sure hauliers really? do. Yeah, I'm sure hauliers do. But uh, now you need to prove that, 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 that your pass, drivers are doing it. That passed me by. That's, um, yeah. yeah. I, I guess because we always, in like all our customers, use Hub to track all training, not just yes. for the learning. So they never really noticed it. But it's nice to have that as a requirement now. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it touched on about sort of city permits and regional permits um, as per the bronze thing we spoke about earlier, having different, different permits. Um, they need to, and this is the biggest one. They need to start adding examples of toolbox talks that they're doing. You can no longer just say, like in the previous version of Silver, you had to show basically a little Excel spreadsheet that this is what talks you were doing over the course of 12 months, and each month would be like different subjects. You don't have to do that one in January, but it just shows a base of what you should be doing. Yeah. So, for instance, so for instance, like you know, you had to show you were doing security counterterrorism in February. Doesn't matter what month you're doing. You, know, you had to show you're doing some form of low city, that sort of thing. And before you kind of you could get away of saying, "Oh yeah, it's verbal. We, we, we're doing them." You didn't really have to attach proof. Again, this comes back to the very beginning of the conversation about the auditors' different standards. Yeah. Some one auditor that marks your silver might go, "No, I want to see proof of one." Might go, "Okay, I've seen you put something in place. I'm happy with this." Yeah. But now you actually have to prove that you're doing it. It's never been it? it's never been an issue for us at Hub because all of our clients get 
Toolbox Talk passes and they get Toolbox Talk certificates. Yeah. So that I literally just upload some examples. Yeah. So wait for the whole year or driver to upload them to Hub. Then when it comes to silver submission, if they have an account manager, who's account manager, and then I will literally just download that certificate and upload it to the silver submission to show yeah. some examples. And so they need to start proving now they're doing Toolbox Talks. Okay. actual toolbox yeah. talks so no longer getting away with fly by night verbal conversations yeah. or yeah here's a scrappy bit of paper that we we signed one night behind the bike sheds yeah. but <laughs> but yeah so that's it's got weird, weird <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's that's yeah that's that's um uh one one, one of the things I, guess, now. I, I guess it it's it validates the fact that we implemented something like this for our customers a few years ago with yeah. initially called the toolbox talk pass but there's now obviously the automated toolbox talks all drivers get toolbox talks emailed out as standard if they're on the force plan twice yeah. a month um on a variety of subjects and they're just obviously they're digital they're done on their phone super simple super easy ticks a box but actually it saves you having to do standing in the yard at 5 a.m with pissing down with rain trying to get some scrub bit of paper signed and yeah don't know if it's been done so mm. i feel like i've done this pitch before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. headache yeah, so yeah, so that's that's again. Silver's only, silver's going to take a few minutes to go over anyway, but I think there's some there's some key changes there, um, yeah. and I think again, has noise changed? Um, not really. They 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 added a note of removing customer locations for that noise impact it. noise assessments yeah. um, because there's templates you have to do for the noise, not just the noise you assessment. You don't have to anymore, don't you? I think that's what they're basically getting. That, at. Yeah, if you, they're if they're just, yeah. if you read this, and I was actually because we, we were discussing this around tracking noise within hub uh today in the product team which will oh, okay. work out yeah whether we how we do it and why we do it and stuff and so i got the standard up and it was i think i think the change is obviously no longer customer locations um but i think the noise template that you used to have to use i think the change is now you don't have to use the template yeah yeah there's no s7 v5 template yeah V5 means version five, yeah. so yeah, and again, that was a and do you know what? The, 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 something else I noticed, I, I went to go and click at the, the change. So you could use the template if you wish, mm. you click on the link in the standard and it takes you to the version five version. I was like, dude, like, get, get Mate, stuff update. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard, it's, yeah, you've had a year and a half to get ready for this, and again, anyway. it, it was, yeah, the, the, the form, yeah, it, it, I think it was a, it, when if you if you did that form religiously every single year and you amended it. It was great form, but most operators aren't because they're keeping the trucks for five years. So, you know, they're doing the noise assessments every single year. The noise emissions aren't changing yeah. between year one and year five. Yeah. It might be a little bit louder because the vehicle is now older, but some of the things it, 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 it yeah. seems, it, I, I felt like it was one of those things that you could probably do every couple of years or if the operation changes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I know it's good practice doing the noise sessions every single year. And I don't know. I think sometimes it's just a bit overkill with this sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's that. So some of the biggest changes are probably to gold. So moving on to gold, yeah. it's, it's quite a lot has been removed. Yeah. Or they've either completely killed it or taken segments from it and added it to silver. So, so is, is silver <clears throat> therefore got more difficult? No, I don't think it has. Like, like for instance, um, <clears throat> oops, let's scroll up quickly. So, for, for instance, um, part of the um, the case study, which has now been removed, some of those sustainable operations parts, 
now make up a new question, sustainable operations, which was which well, it was not a new question, it was G6, but it's now G3. G3 was the case study. Yeah. So again, they've taken some elements from that. Um, the <clears throat> G7 promoting falls, that's been removed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll go into that in a second. But some <laughs> of the elements, again, have been incorporated into G3, the sustainable operations, uh, sustainable operations as yeah. optional. So again, so optional. Uh, yeah, so that's G three. Yeah, optional. Yeah. So how can something in a standardized standard that's meant to be standardized across the board, yeah, be optional? Yeah, doing is. gold is optional above silver. Yeah. If, if it's optional, you're not going to do. It. You're not going to get like a gold plus or, an, or like a like an A star for this. No. Are so you? why would you do it? Yeah. Why would you? And just think, it, it, what I'd like to know is if you put something in that's optional and you and you got it wrong, would you fail the question? That's a really good question, actually. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got, I got it. I got it wrong. You know, I said some elements from gold have gone silver. Sorry, it's mostly due to the performance data that's okay. gone over to silver, because obviously S two and G two are both performance data, like mileage and fuel. It was 12 it never makes months. Yeah, it yeah. was like it, you're just copying data over. It yeah. was just it was ridiculous. So yeah, so yeah, sorry. The majority of the changes are just literally just removing and condensing. Yeah. So, so no case study, which is fantastic. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So uh, uh, so basically, so yeah. So G two is now part of S two. So there's now no um, performance data included for gold. Now so, I haven't looked at the actual gold G two question yet because I haven't looked online. I haven't done an, an application yet. But according to them, they are changing. I don't even want to edit this. Stop recording for a second. I need to check. That's fine. We'll, yeah. Because we'll, I because we'll, I because I, I I thought they were just removing it totally because it doesn't make sense. So it's is, part is, of is S2 now 24 months? So let's have a look. So G, yeah, there you go. G2 is now a recruitment and retention. Yeah. There you go. So if I go to S2. I guess what they're actually doing is pushing for um, silver and gold joint applications, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, doesn't say. Doesn't say how doesn't, long? Doesn't say how long. No. No. So unless I log in, it'd be minimum 12 months. Oh, there you go. Uh, 12 months. Now it's no longer twenty four months. Okay, there you go. That, that, so if we that, start that again, then no, no, it's fine. So. We, can, we can leave that in. That was that was that was no, there was not no dead silences in there. So okay, no, yeah, no, it's good. No, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it's yeah, important yeah, that it actually nobody really know. Like these are really specific questions yeah. that until anyone's been through it. I mean, that's why we're so good at what we do is because we do it so many times. Yeah, and we, we we're meticulous <clears> with that with that approach. But yeah, yeah, you can't possibly know everything. You're not you're not the Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, even though I know. More about it than most auditors. Oh yes. Oh, that's harsh. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, fair. that that is interesting though. Yeah. 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 But again, it does make sense. Yeah. Because it's just you're just repeating the same data. Why would you need to know twenty four months worth of data? Because if you're doing silver every year, every two years, how often do you do silver if you're just doing silver? Well, in theory, it'd be it'd be every year if you just got bronze. So if you've got, got bronze, bronze. bronze, so remind me, so bronze is every year if you've only got bronze. Yeah. If you've got silver. In theory, so this is where, again, this is where it always sometimes confuse me, and I'm sure someone will be listening to this right now going, oh, you've got this wrong. But yeah, in theory, it should be bronze every year, silver every two years, gold every three years. But depending on when you submit it, sometimes the dates change. Yeah. Don't ask me why, because that's what I've always led yeah. to believe and what I've known. I guess but I've gone is... in so many times and done it, and like, oh, the silver... The silver's due right then. Because also, as one of our, 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 a lot of our clients work for a subcontractor, they have different rules as well. Yeah. They I want, remember. they want bronze audits every single year. Like one of our clients who, who, who is a, is a haulier for that particular company, 
um when we had the conversation i sent him an email going oh he's always due and it's like you sure we had a little look oh wow your bronze is not due until 2024 it's like yeah but you've got to have a bronze audit i'm sorry so you're wrong yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so yeah but yeah it's yeah um yeah sorry i know you were saying sorry no so, so saying. Saying, how often do you need to do silver if you're only at silver in theory it'd be every two years okay which then means that doesn't make any sense because if you're only in the last 12 the last months, 12 months you're, yeah. you're gonna if you then do silver january the 1st 2022 yeah and then silver january the 1st january 2024 yeah. you're only going to get 2023 data and 2021 data. So you're not going to yeah. get 2022 data yeah, yeah. that seems quite quite logical maybe maybe i've misunderstood that yeah, maybe. Listen, maybe I've misunderstood it because I've yeah, worked no, with certain that's... certain things. Obviously, but I get. Before. I guess when you submit performance data, it gives you the numbers in the field. So it gives you yeah. dates anyway. It pre-selects yeah. them. Yeah. You just change the particular days. But and I guess that's, that's the benefit of using Hub for well, yes, field data management. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting, I was sitting down with someone the other day. And I was, they were trying to work out if they bought in a, a permit for for, a, for a, a clean air zone. That one of the requirements was what's your carbon footprint over the last year. I kind of thought, ah. Uh, Definitely, our customers could work that out in three clicks. Literally, literally, yeah. Vehicles, fuel, twelve months, and there is a bottom right corner CO two emissions for that entire fleet. Yeah, done. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm going, <laughs> well done, past past us for designing that. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. So that's that. So um. <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, they've now made G two now recruitment and retention. So that's that's that was G four originally. Yeah. Um, G3 is now sustainable operations. That was G six. So I don't want to get too bogged down in all the all the numbers, but I'll, I'll say them anyway in case the the nerds amongst our listeners know the questions. It's just, just it's just me, isn't it? You're, you're the only nerd. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Obviously, yeah. You said it earlier. The case study has been removed. Yeah. I always thought, what a total waste of time. Yeah. That's just, and I think I think because <laughs> the thing I think the thing falls are actually quite good at is listening to feedback from what I can tell mm. mostly because there's some quite big organizations that can put pressure on them to make changes. Yes. And but anyway, the reason, the motivation is why that taking out promoting force and the case study, because both of those were there just to help promote force. Yeah. And they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how those things have been taken out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, the case study again, that was always um, a sensitive subject because I just, I didn't particularly agree with them. It was just a, Showing all your data in one one sheet, that was the only thing I used to like looking at. Hub does it now. Hub does it. Yeah. So I used to like looking at, oh, here's 2016, 2017, here's 2017, blah, blah, blah. And I can actually look, look at the percentages. Oh, wow. They've they've actually, you know, fuel consumption has improved by 15% in three years. Oh, that's nice to know. That's cool. That's cool. It's all done on Hub. I don't need to do a case study to work that out. Yeah. So yeah. even if Fords did turn around and say, "Can you show a percentage, please, of your of your fuel economy, what it's been like from your emissions?" Done. Yeah. So that was me yeah. clicking. If my microphone didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, microphone's picked up every single time. <laughs> good. Don't okay. Worry. So, um, yeah. <laughs> People listen to this are driving. It's just some massive bang. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So part of that. Sorry. Yes. G three sustainable operations. As it is no longer the case study. So sustainable operations was G six. Um, one of the changes they put in there is you now got to show a fleet operation review. So what that means is, first of all, at least 50% of your fleet has to meet ultra low emission standards. What does that mean in English? 
basically sort of it's do the euro engines so you've got to have like above euro between euro five euro six that sort of thing okay so it's, it's we're not talking about like you know iconic type vehicles and ultra low sort of safety yeah. it's nothing yeah. to do with that it's for you to do with like uh, the, the emissions um and of course obviously the the, the the ultra low is obviously going to electric nothing to do again with ultra low vehicles with electric engine vehicles now i'm, I'm doing some so, low riders yeah of, yeah like... so, sorry yeah 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 sorry yeah um and basically you've got to show uh, a fleet replacement plan that shows your progression towards 100% ultra low emission. So if you've got older vehicles, you now have to show what you're doing to replace those engines. Replace, sorry, replace those vehicles with newer technology, newer, newer Euro engines. Um, okay. You've also got to show that basically your, your fuel and your operational data feeds into all the decision makers now. You can no longer say like, we have a chat every single year and we then buy a new truck. You actually have to show what you're doing on this data. So you can that? no longer, you can no, no no longer sort of have your fuel actual like real terms that you can no longer have your fuel just written on the back of a fag packet and just enter those details into fours thinking I've now passed for another couple of years. You now need to show what this vehicle is producing these emissions. Did you know that your carbon footprint of that vehicle is that because it's a Euro five, get a Euro six, that sort of thing. Okay. Obviously, again, hub. <laughs> Exactly. It's quite, it's, it's quite nice that we over-engineered something way back when it's now coming to use. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So again, like, I'm sure some hauliers have fantastic Excel spreadsheets that, fun, you know, that do the job. But, my God, I hate Excel spreadsheets, that sort of thing. It's just like, yeah. if you're good at them, like you, for example, are great. And your sums, like, I watch you do them, they just confuse the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, just talking but... about geography. Like, you know, it, it, <laughs> but it's like... Just use a hub. It's so it's so I'm easy. I must say, but even even hubs have its limitations. And so I'll be I'll be honest. If someone enters fuel data wrong, it's really hard to spot. Um, it's we, not we, it's, we, it's not had, really hard to spot. It just takes time because yeah. I have to do it as a Forza account manager. Yeah, I regularly not regularly. There's, there's a couple of our clients that we have to re-educate. It's just you know, but but it's, it 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 can be as simple as a digit entered wrong. yes yeah. and that's and it froze we, up and yeah. that, that's where a spreadsheet has a positive thing because you can see sequential numbers of course in a column yeah and that does feed into one thing we are working on is improve the fuel tracker and i was looking at it literally uh, yesterday afternoon and it's looking amazing the i can't wait of it that's it looks, awesome. looks awesome like it's a table view and proper analytics doing multiple yeah. month conversions fleet uh truck versus fleet fleet versus month like a whole load of kind of analytics you can do it which is really cool stuff yeah that's awesome um, yeah. and also something i'm looking to bring in i'm gonna get shot by casper for saying this but looking to hopefully bring in the ability to import data mass data so bringing rather than having to do one by one you can actually bring your fuel card pdf data into Hubble, which is really good to save having to do it manually, which is obviously a big, big problem for people. So that's something that we're we're looking to, to implement in the next few months as well. So that's that's really um, awesome. That's that's really I, re exciting. I realized like the fuel tracker we built for fours, that was why it was built inside Hub. Like a lot of Hub, it was it was for fours. But actually having this data to hand and then seeing it really easily presented makes it you can start making key business decisions that have a material impact on your bottom line by looking mm. at this data mm. and looking at it in conjunction with kind of other data points that you've got being collected over over a period of time. So yeah, it's we started now to look at what other things we can sort of build out on Hub to add further value. And I think it's looking at especially in kind of cost of like fuel and cost of living rising, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. People are being squeezed and pinched and actually 
if you can find a few percent here and there that they all add up and i think showing that data you don't you don't know what you can improve unless you know what you're trying to improve exactly so anyway, I'd say yeah no no yeah yeah so yeah it, it's yeah i concur um and finally a part of that you have to provide evidence that you're actually promoting um sustainable initiatives so actually getting people to start being mindful of their fuel usage and their fuel economy so that's rewarding drivers having competitions or okay yeah so something along those lines basically just show that you are making a, an effort not just being one of those hauliers of i want your foot to the floor and doing the job and i don't really care about what you're doing to the vehicle yeah. etc you know it's actually have a, a level of responsibility now which could be exciting, like yeah. you know, coming up little incentive schemes. Yeah, you know, interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think. I know. I, on, on one of the many times I remember breaking down in my camper van, I got a very old camper van. It broke down the last time I was picked up by the AA and talking to to the AA driver. So <coughs> they they get rewarded um, for they can earn like extra three hundred quid a month actually, depending on certain data points like. It was it was telematic data as well, so harsh braking and sudden yeah. like, sudden braking, harsh acceleration, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it kind of brought all that stuff together, and they were like, I think they ranked it on score or something over the course of a month. And like, if you're a five out of five, you're getting a three hundred pound bonus and like qualify and stuff, which was kind of cool. Um, and sometimes people would have that cold hard cash incentive, yeah. you know, not just having you know we're gonna give a twenty pound delivery voucher at the end of the month. It's, it's nice, but having cold hard cash that you can spend on anything you want. I, it's something, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time focusing on as a company internally what we try and the, the values we stand by like, <clears throat> uh, and, and the culture we, we have. And you can do great pizza parties, you can do nights out and stuff, but people actually work because they need money. Yeah. And money pays the bills. Get your pat on the bank and a pizza doesn't pay your mortgage. Mm. And sometimes actually, as you say, rewarding with cold hard cash actually can make the difference. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll be surprised at how people really try their hardest at these yeah. these little things, just don't, taking don't, their foot off the gas a little bit. Don't get me wrong, pizza parties are fantastic. We of still course, do them, but yeah, um, yeah. It, it, having it, having D and D beer parties. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, literally, I cannot think of a podcast episode I've not mentioned D and D or beer or. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm trying. To try, I'm not looking at you. I'm trying to get you to say it. I'm not looking at you. My eyes are now blinkered. I'm I'm like a I'm like a, a shy horse. Like a racehorse. Yeah. Running. Oh, oh he's looking at me. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Thank oh. you. <laughs> Jeepers creepers. <laughs> yeah. Holy heart failure, Batman. So right, um Yes. So that's that. G four is now staff travel, which was G eight. Have that so, changed at all? Just location? Not really. Like, ju- just no, it's still it's still the same sort of slog yeah <laughs> it's the same effort but yeah there's no easy way of doing stuff travels unfortunately uh the surveys um g6 is now contracted services which was g9 um again you still got to demonstrate your best endeavors of contacts and That's suppliers the change, isn't it? it's now you have to show your best endeavors they don't have to be yeah forced. so you, yeah you've always you've always had to sort of sh- prove it. you've always had to type down you know I'm, i am contacting people yeah, but now you actually have to show that you you know I've already created a little spreadsheet um, to basically show that you we can a hauler will continually contact the company's yeah. subcontractor. So what we mean for context is, is obviously a hauler has to contact his service providers. So we're talking about tire maintenance, 
um, you know, actual breakdown cover and their service suppliers to get them onto the fours scheme. Yeah. But now you actually show, excuse me, your hiccups. <clears throat> you actually have to show, prove, prove to me that you've actually emailed them. Show me a copy of the email screenshot. Show me this spreadsheet that shows me that you're contacting them once every six months. How have you contacted them? Email. Have they opened? Have they? Have you contacted back? No, still not there. Because it shows you're still making think, the best practice. I think the when it came into version five, it was the the implication was by the time they roll up version six, they can say all of subcon just should be at least bronze. Yeah, and yeah. obviously that's not quite worked as intended. So now we're just kind of go okay, just keep asking, just keep asking. Obviously, obviously, yeah, this is this has always been a. Um, it's in subjects for audience because they always get a bit funny about, oh, I can't demand my tire provider who's Bill Jones, who's just him, to join an expensive scheme. And that's fine. You just tell him to write you, the haulier, an email saying, I can't afford it. I don't have the funds. I don't have the staffing levels. And that's enough. Yeah. That's always been enough proof. But people, the hauliers always get the nicks in a twist about this, this question. Yeah, it's only when, yeah. again, you have a dedicated forwards account manager for someone like a hub. You, you get to know these. So, yeah, it's not yeah. what it gets stressed about. Yeah. Um, oops. Um, sorry, yeah, G6. So, as I said, so, yeah, G2 performance data, that's now gone. That's now yeah. part of S2, as we said. G3 go, uh, case study, totally removed. Some of the elements have gone into uh, the new G3. G7 promoting fours, thank God that's gone. What a pain. Um, some of the elements incorporated into G3 as optional. Cool. Which we disagree with. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So that is it. That's Fours version six in a nutshell. There you go. That's um. You were worried you were going to struggle to talk for an hour. That's fifty-eight minutes of recording. However much that gets cut down to, I don't know. But fifty-eight minutes and twenty seconds. There you go. It's got tired. Yeah, <laughs> it's waffling bollocks. No, no. Well, <laughs> no. I think I think it's. <clears throat> you can read the standards, read the changes. All the annexes are there, but I think sometimes it's really dry to read, and sometimes it's nice to hear an interpretation and, and stuff. And diving in and actually having an actual debate about yeah, it and actually and, like and yeah, the reasons why they change. Yeah, I think that's important. It's not just taking things by rope because fours, as I say, I think they do listen. Um, and they're only going to listen to things if they are questioned and held to account. So, and I suppose, yeah, and, and, and this comes down to when hauliers are like, fours never listen to us, it's a cash cow, or whatever opinions they have. Clearly, that they, they are listening yeah. in, some, in some way. Yeah. Because you've got to admit, some of these changes are positive. Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I got one feature I want to try and roll out. So there'll be some sort of a soundbite here, that thing. Um, I, I do. Ha I have. I have. I have a soundboard here. So is it me? I don't know. I don't know if it's. It must have picked up. Press there. Press play there. Oh, I don't want to do it. Okay. No, it's not doing it. Oh, that's naff. I got really excited about it then. I know. I think it might I want to hear Transition 5. Transition 5. Well, <laughs> Elizabeth will, will put that in over the top where you can listen back to the episode. Can, can, can literally the transition sound be Transition 5? That will be what it's <laughs> going to be now. So the, 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 the feature that I had in mind that we came up with in the last episode I recorded was... If you could come up with any feature of this podcast, what would it be? Any feature? Yeah. What for hub? No, for the feature for for, for the podcast. Oh, like a segment. What yeah. what segment would you put here? Oh, I don't know. What, the, the, what podcast uh, do you uh, listen to that have kind of good good ones that you like? 
you're giving this look as though I should I should know. I should, I'm looking at this. Is it going, running? <laughs> I, I look at this. No, it's not running. But thank you very much. Because um, we would have cut that out for the previous like two minutes ago. And then, okay. you, know, you made the comment for the first time. Is it beer? No, no, no. There, there is no answer. It's, it's more. Um, I don't know what to. I, I would try to make this more kind of entertaining rather than just informational and stuff. What 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 feature? What chuck, segment? I, I, yeah, I think you chuck a discount code if you sign up to Hub from listening to this. That's a special code that is in this thing. So they, they've got to actually, it's a puzzle. They've got to actually, they've actually got to listen to our ramblings for over an hour or just under an hour to get the, 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 the discount code. So they, well, they've got, they've got to answer a question. So I guess, I guess if we start, if I say, well, I don't know, this is, show, this shows that it really is no prep for this podcast. Cause I could have had this all like prepared, but um, I don't know. Set, okay. set, send send our Instagram page a, a cryptic message saying, what should we get them to say? So I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> I mean, our target audience, you don't necessarily need to do um, that, but... Send Jeepers Creepers to Instagram. You sound like such an old man at this point. Do you know what they're doing at this point? <laughs> send us a DM send, with the send word us, saying... Send the Jeepers Creepers to the Instagrams. Send us the DM either... Send us a DM either by um, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, the words Jeepers Creepers. And... Where did you get those peepers? <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers Creepers, where did you get those peepers? And if we genuinely have anyone... Send that in. I think they deserve a prize. Yeah, what would it be? I know you're gonna you're gonna pick up pick up the beer. Okay, so if we get anyone to actually genuinely DM Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? I will send a case of time and time beer. There you to go. The listener, the listen to that. So, um, yeah, there you go. They, you've got to sit through potentially hours worth of ramblings to get to that that potential. It won't count if I do it, will it? No, because <laughs> I want a case no. of beer. <laughs> Just be better. You might, I might just give you one. That's fine. Just be better. Um, I'll just see a suck in this tin. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, I mean, the point is there's never going to be a feature in this feature. It's always going to be a question of, if you'd put a feature here, what would it be? That That is the yeah. feature. Very messy. I like it. They can get bonus points if, if the message is a voice note singing it. Creepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Please. That's so staying in. <laughs> real. And, and on oh, that no, note, this is like the old podcast we used to do. I say something really stupid, and that'll be the beginning sound bites. Is that when you shave your head during lockdown? Yes. yes I was very yeah. stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll wrap up. So um, just say thank you to John for coming, coming back into the office at no o'clock at night to record this in a quiet... No, quiet, thank quiet you, Alan, for coming as well, mate. It's been... Um, it's been good. I yeah, chats. I, I, I've enjoyed going through this and diving in. I say I've, I've spent the best part of the last couple of weeks writing, recording, editing, all the stuff we're talking about this. So it's nice to kind of bring it into a more healthy debate kind of format. So yeah, thank you very much. Um, sure. Thank you to our listeners for listening. Um, as I say, Thor's uh, version 6 changes came into effect this week. Um, so if you're not quite sure what you're actually doing with it all, please do go ahead and drop us an email. Um, as always, we do appreciate your feedback. Um, so please go and hit rate, reply, all that sort of stuff that all far better podcasters actually say at the end of podcast. But you know what you need to do. Um, if you like what you hear, please do share it with a friend. Um, we do do this for love at the moment and it'd be nice to get a few more people listening to it so if you have any friends that would be beneficial to listeners please do other than that um, thank you very much and i'll catch you next time on the morning cuppa jesus christ you're meant to say that (laughs) 
I was letting you do the outro. Yeah. Last time I, mean, I did the outro, I got involved. I got in trouble. No, no, no. You can't say that, John. I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. So, just have a beer, Alan. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, guys. I love the way you keep doing thumbs up. <laughs> oh, oh, podcast friends.